0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> and that's the opener right there. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody, to uh, session two of our Toxie podcast uh, with Jasper, who uh, just opened his drink.
1: If you're a programmer, this is episode one of Missing the Joke, yeah. just to please the programmers. Yes, that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm.
0: We'd like to open by uh, thanking our sponsors. We have none.
1: Thanks to no one. But Squarespace.
0: Oh, yes. And uh, oh, if what's you want the other
1: to one? Squarespace, if you want to send us a coupon to send to everybody. What is the audio one? The audiobooks? Audible.
0: Audible.com. Uh, th- thanks to Audible, uh, where you can get a free book somehow.
1: Still haven't done that. All right, so I have a question for you. Um, yes. How many spoilers did you look up before you saw Solo? Absolutely zero. I didn't even watch a trailer. Okay, great. Honest to God. Because some of those, uh, some of those things that happened, I was a little surprised you knew about it. Um, well, the way I was surprised
0: is, like, well, the way I know about things is, I'm one of those people who I almost can see it coming because I like, I like writing and I like reading um, story storyboards, and I usually think. How would I do something if this was right now and I was stuck writing it? Mm-hmm. I would think maybe I could do this, but I don't know somehow I just Cause. have intuition, but I swear I did not look up any spoilers uh, in fact, if you're just tuning in with us, we just got out of not the premiere of solo. this was actually Jasper's third time viewing it, uh, but my first time viewing it, and uh, yeah, it was I don't know what do you what do you
1: think about it? Spoilers free for the moment. I liked it uh as uh a Star Wars fan um it was fun to watch yeah it was uh, as a I don't want to say as a filmmaker we'll get into that uh in a little bit but as a as someone who's interested in the storyline yeah. I liked it yeah no it, I
0: I think Oh man. Well, we'll get into that. i I think a lot of things about this, but uh well, uh beyond that I, what would you rate it out of ten?
1: Oh, uh, it's hard to find a perfect movie these days yeah, but um I wanna give it give it a good eight eight I, w- I would say the same thing. The only
0: thing that I did get a little spoiled on was I saw a review I can't remember who was it, who it was from I think you might have you gave it to me actually it Did was I? your review 8 out of 10 and I actually I would say 8 probably 8.5 mm-hmm. I think it was really good
1: Yeah
0: um definitely definitely one of the better movies this year I would say and I've seen a few of them haven't seen them all somebody's probably going to be like no this was trash compared to the rest of them but
1: no i don't know for some reason um a lot of people didn't like it they were i think they're purposefully um, boycotting it so that people's bias will be negative before yeah. they even see the film
0: and i think that even carried over a little bit into me because you know i haven't read anything and never read anything about it but i'd only seen reviews from people who were rating it purposely bad like oh this is crap or this is not gonna be good or or i saw one thing i can't remember if it was from ign or somewhere but it was the third lowest star wars um but it was just above episode one and two which i don't know we'll probably talk about it at a later date yeah i don't agree those are the <laughs> those are the worst two films but yeah
1: anyway so um this is an obligatory spoiler alert, but I mean it's unnecessary. Yeah, spoilers. If you do not want spoilers for Solo, then turn back
0: now. Skip, but skip this podcast now. Just entirely. Entirely. Well, at least skip to the end so we can get a view. Is that is that a thing in no. podcasts? Uh, we're mind. not. Don't
1: even yeah. skip to the end no, of this just, podcast. Just leave. Just, leave. just That's leave all you need Just leave now while do. you can.
0: Um. Lastly, spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie yet, oh well. It's too late for you now. <laughs> Here we are. We're gonna all have right. a little. Spoilery doodah.
1: Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler.
0: All right, so let's pull out our notes and talk about the very beginning
1: of the movie. We the sat first. we sat in the back of the theater, so I was able to look yes. up IMDb and everything during the film. And I did not know this, but the uh, guy who played Vision from uh, the Marvel films was the main... Uh, what's his name? Dryden from... So, uh, uh, yeah, I want to
0: say it was something like that. Yeah, so. First off, though, something that they hit on early on, which was even in episode eight. And they really made it heavy in this movie. But it was kind of like that red herring almost, but it wasn't a he- red herring. Uh, the dice, you know, those dice that uh, were in eight that everybody was talking about. We see them now in Solo. And what do you think about those?
1: Well, I think they're focusing a little bit too much on that because... I mean the original trilogy they probably were there. I didn't even notice them in the entire trilogy Not at all i didn't either. I didn't even notice them in the force awakens if that if that was a thing
0: probably near the end when they're getting in it, but I don't think yeah. I even noticed nobody noticed yeah um yeah, I think whatever those are, they're really gonna hit on. but
1: yeah. the one thing I did um I remember in some of the Lego shorts uh I think it was the Empire Strikes Out. It was a Lego <laughs> Star Wars uh, yeah. special. Yeah. Um the, uh, I noticed that it was the Millennium Falcon that had large fluffy dice instead of those yeah. uh other stuff and I thought that was a joke because a lot of, you know, a lot of people cars. like to do that on their yeah. cars, but then uh, after watching the Force I mean the Last Jedi I realized oh no. Uh they actually had that. So,
0: yeah. Um, another thing I found interesting was, and they, they even mentioned it later in the movie that the, uh, the starship, or the uh, spaceship, I should say, that uh, the Millennium Falcon is a Corellian class starship, and that's the planet that they were originally fl- from. I, I, I caught that early on, but I thought that was related to the large star destroyers, but I was wrong, apparently.
1: No, I know. I've read a little bit about the uh, Corellian YT ships, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever I first saw this movie and learned that Han was from Corellia, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but no, it doesn't have, that doesn't affect anything about him wanting to get the Millennium Falcon and owning it. I mean, it, it probably affected it a little bit. He's, he'd been on it, one of those ships once before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, did it really affect his, like, liking for that sp- specific model?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I remember him mentioning that his dad worked on them. So, I think that, that was the, played in.
1: That's the only time that we hear him talking about his parents. Yeah. Yeah, um, I noticed that, too. I mean, I think Harrison Ford even talked about this a little bit. This was not something that, like, you know, Han, Han's character wasn't really one. um talked about his parents a lot. So. Yeah
0: yeah uh one thing about the character of han is just you know he's mysterious and everybody wants to know his backstory and it's similar to yoda where everybody's like oh wow yoda's so mysterious but i think han's story is worth exploring yes i don't know if yoda's is really worth exploring you know (laughs) because he has to be that teacher you know
1: I was talking to somebody on this uh, uh, about this online earlier today. Actually, I was I was saying that like a lot of these characters, they are good that they're mysterious because um, yeah. it just makes the character more interesting. Uh, you know, you would never want a Yoda origin story because that would ruin the character. Yeah. But this yeah. type of this uh, for Han's character, yeah, this is a great film to yeah. watch. It's fun and interesting. Yeah, I
0: 100% agree. Talking about fun, I noticed something early on that uh,
1: he never has his money ever. <laughs> he's always in debt to somebody. He's he's always in debt. He's always about to get his money. He's always about yeah. to pay you back. I don't, and and that rolls into the original trilogy too. He's like an uncle. I don't know
0: if you have that <laughs> uncle that's always like, I got uh, my ship's about to come in soon, you know, Micah. I don't know. I'm not referring to any of my uncles. Maybe I don't have I an
1: uncle like that. But I mean, I, think I know the could stereotype. To that you know. Uh,
0: another thing was the speeder. I really like that. I feel like it was suspended on wires, like the old one was, <laughs> and it even looked a little bit like a Mustang. His early speeder uh-huh. that he had stolen. I like
1: that. I love the uh, sequence of that. That chase too. It felt like I was watching some. Uh, kind of like a police pursuit or something like that.
0: I I think they even talked about it, but how many, I want to ask, how many times do you think in the whole series has somebody even specifically Han, but other characters too, have turned sideways to get through a very narrow corridor? They always do something like that. Like it's, will never fit. Hold (laughs) on. Turn sideways. Always fixes it. And then they fly through the crack or whatever.
1: Um, we yeah. need to we need to watch the Star Wars film and just like have with a bingo card for each <laughs> film <laughs> or, uh, wilhelm scream check uh swinging over over a ravine check <laughs> <laughs> drink whenever you uh
0: whenever ship flies through a narrow corridor
1: or that that's the, that's what they're playing yeah. nowadays
0: um one of the one of the things that I caught is that uh the move along part. When you hear the... Uh, move along. Yeah, move along. Was that the original audio? Because that sounded a lot it like the original audio. Uh, there's the part where they're in... They're trying to get out of the planet, and they're moving through whatever TSA security in the airport. <laughs> and a, st- a Stormtrooper
1: sounds really similar to the old, move along, move along, you know. If they didn't find the exact voice, then they probably use the recording. But I found... I mean, the voice was very accurate for a lot of the other lines the stormtrooper like you heard other stormtroopers that you heard um during that scene yeah yeah at the airport terminal
0: they did a good job with that and you know another thing that i wrote down it's really interesting to get a look inside the imperials or the empire's war totally and they weren't even the the main bad guy they weren't the uh, antagonist of the movie you know you see other characters were the actual antagonist of the movie no they were kind of like this looming threat but it was still cool to see them fighting on that one mud planet or whatever that's
1: one reason why i like this film is because it's not about uh the empire versus the rebel alliance or or like the sith against the jedi or something like that this is unique because uh well the empire or equivalent like the first order that's not the main antagonist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting because now it's building a lot more diversity in the universe. You know, it's not just this good versus evil. Sometimes it's like, I don't, I don't want to get paid for this, you know, yeah. and I'm only in it for the money. You know, that chaotic neutral that's like, Who- whoever is going to pay
1: me. Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, one thing. I wanted to ask, I, I, I even mentioned this to you while we were watching the movie, but uh, when they finally meet Chewbacca, Chewbacca's talking about how he's, you know, wanting to find his tribe, his family, um, and it's almost like he doesn't find them. You when mentioned
1: I, that he w- that this was mentioned in a holiday special? Yeah, I don't he, think I've seen his this.
0: His family is actually, I don't know, the commenter's review might prove me wrong, but I want to say that that was his family that was in the holiday special, and it was a group of Wookies, and I don't—I think they—they they don't talk—they don't talk in English. They only talk in that Wookiee growl. But uh,
1: does this does the holiday special take place during like the Clone Wars? It or? takes
0: place right after the fourth episode, like really right after the fourth episode, and that's actually the first introduction in a in a movie or in a long length of Boba Fett. Oh. He was actually in that oh, that's before interesting. the fifth Yeah. It was very, okay, uh, very that's, cool. That's very cool. Because I want to say that he was introduced as a action figure and then in the holiday special and then in the fifth episode.
1: Now that's not um, anything that Disney would do. They would not no. bring They would not, not turn all. a character that they just, you know, made just for action figures and then make him a major character afterward they yeah. would make the major character afterward and then you know make the toys and stuff that
0: was something they were doing heavily in the 80s actually if you go back and look uh there's a really cool uh this is just uh, throwing that out there there's a really cool uh special on netflix called the toys that made us if you're really interested the first episode is actually about star wars action figures and toys and it just tells the story about those. So I just shout that out. I'll have probably to, like it. I'll have to
1: add that to my watch list. Yeah, it's really good. All right, what's the next topic?
0: Uh, next next thing that I wrote down is that uh, the, <laughs> v- the actors' voices are sometimes they're really spot on. Like they can... I mean, obviously Chewbacca is the same because it's just recycled <laughs> audio, but yeah.
1: Donald Glover did really good as the voice that of That first Lando. line as you hear him uh, walking into... I it was that a casino of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what did he say? But I don't remember. Something something that have to do with that Sabaki game, but... Uh, oh, man, it was... I don't know. I, at first, on. I
0: thought that was them using recycled lines from the fifth episode, mm-hmm. but no, that was... That was. Now yeah, of course Glover. they're not going to
1: recycle lines because this is a major character.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I applaud them, and I I want to especially applaud Donald Glover, childish Gambino. I, I already
1: did on Twitter for yeah
0: for <laughs> man his that was an incredible job. It was I would say such he's, a He's doing a very good impersonation. Um, solo. At times, uh, he's not. He's times. a little bit.
1: Um, I think he could be rougher the the voice, but yeah um Uh, a little bit a lot of it was a lot like i think i want to say higher pitched yeah i was gonna say a
0: a little bit more childish yeah you know the the higher vocal range yeah but then
1: he again he's uh he's 20 years old at this point
0: yeah yeah you really can't hold that hold that on him yeah um no but i think i think they did a really good job i'm just really glad they didn't put leia in this or else probably wouldn't have gone over so well
1: leia would have been i want to say an infant if if she was even born at this, at this no time, she would have really. been born definitely would, she, would would been, yeah. she would have been she have been 10 not even maybe? five maybe wow
0: wow mm-hmm. that just puts it into perspective about han and leia <laughs> i mean married. i mean
1: in the original trilogy let's think about it han was in his mid-40s right wow and I was i didn't even know that well if it's it, Definitely seems like it. He definitely yeah. looks a little bit much older than his 30s. I mean,
0: he definitely says uh, he refers to Luke as kid a bunch in the movie. Luke and Leia
1: are the same age because when they're twins. Yeah. yeah, duh. Uh, so but, you know, you
0: hear "Don't get cocky, kid," and then he's like, "Oh, but I like your sister. She's attractive." Yeah. Anyway, that's just that was something that I I was thinking about as the thing was going on. Uh, I wanted to
1: mention one thing. Now I can't yeah. remember. Uh, well. Uh, oh yeah. So. Whenever I mentioned the spoiler alert at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I was like, "How how many spoilers did you look up?" You mentioned to me watching the film during that pit when uh, when they threw him in the pit. You know, kind of like the. Uh, oh yeah, I uh,
0: I said. Well, what I've usually said is, if I ever think I'm calling a spoiler, is I always say I'll poop myself. Like if this is so and so, I will poop myself right here. Um And yeah, whenever Chewie showed up
1: in the uh, uh, Banther pit, yeah, Bantha, Uh, Bantha, 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 it was basically the same thing as in episode six.
0: Yeah, no, but um, incredible. Yeah, I I kind of half expected it, but I wasn't sure if I I wanted them to meet that way. See, to me, I'd always believed that Han grew up on Kashyyyk, and that's where he met Chewie. So now I want to know how did Chewie get from Kashyyyk in the Clone Wars to that mud planet, and I guess slavery, slave
1: trade, and stuff like that. Slave trade. I wouldn't expect Han to have grown up in Kashyyyk. That doesn't seem yeah. very plausible. Yeah, I think they were. Lucas was. I think Lucas was planning on having him in Episode Three. Uh, oh but really? It
0: was a deleted concept that they have him showing up as a little kid.
1: So I was was because of whenever you mentioned that. I was watching you very closely when Maul was about to show up and you, oh, yeah, seemed, big spoiler there. you seemed pleasantly surprised about that.
0: Yeah, I did not see that coming whatsoever. I think if anything would have hinted at it, it would have been the Crimson Dawn. Was
1: that what they were calling it? Yeah. Crimson Dawn sounds like a little familiar, but I think this is the first time it's ever been mentioned yeah. in the universe. Uh, one thing I want to
0: back up to is uh, Lando's robot L3. Hmm. Was that a puppet?
1: I want to say that's motion capture. The, uh, yeah. the, uh, the posture was very, uh, good. very good feminine. Posture. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, because of that, we, they definitely had an, an actor stand in,
0: I think she or here or it, or the robot definitely had some of the funnier lines that are very awkward. Uh, Excuse me, just burped. Now it's number one. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Did the the robot have some sort of fluid gender, or was it just a <laughs> robot gender? I couldn't tell. I mean, I was they, like, did, what they, they did. They to did
1: refer to her as a she. So yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. That's weird, it was though. A, a feminine voice and an actor. I think the um, the character L three is just the epiphany of rights activists nowadays. They're just yeah. vocal about doing things. Yeah, that and makes sense. Leading. Like especially far right and far left who will Revolt Who yeah, they will <laughs> they will use violence to to express their ways and you know and even those protesters who aren't violent, they're just annoying yeah. and yeah. they don't think logically about certain situations. But so I th- I kinda think that, you know, the the writers were kind of mocking that with this character.
0: I think that's a really good that's a really good interpretation of it, I would say. See, I did not see that revolt coming at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, she freed that one robot. I wonder what havoc it's going to wreak. But <laughs> I did not see that coming, especially. And I would say that it...
1: It kind of confused me for a minute there whenever I was first seeing it. And so I was paying very careful attention both the second and third time I was watching that just to see like what was going on because so much happened so quickly. Yeah. Um. It, it it makes it a little bit
0: sadder to me that Lando lost the Falcon because they put L 3s conscious or consciousness into the Falcon, and Lando lost it, and, in Lando, bed and he kind of looked <laughs> devastated at that time. That
1: was that that does make it a very sad. Yeah, um, I was thinking class. about that.
0: I was like, he's about to lose the Falcon, but this is like this is not just his ship anymore. This is his love, as L three saw it what do you think about that that was kind of that was kind of that was bogus (laughs) i don't know about that about how i don't
1: know um it does it doesn't like well lando didn't really i mean he kind of acted like she was a pet
0: yeah i would say that you know like she was a
1: you know she was a dog or something like that and not, not as a lover or, or anything like that.
0: <laughs> See, L three would have seen herself as equal. I think that was the That's, one that ga- that back, makes yeah. yes,
1: that makes sense because she was like, obviously, I'm not an animal, so I must be something else to him, something much more to him. Yeah, uh, she got that
0: jab with uh, when Lando said, "What do you need?" and she said, "Equal rights," and that that kind of made uh, I don't know about you, Jasper. It kind of made me laugh. Uh,
1: Oh yeah! When I first heard that, I mean, I was probably the loudest to laugh in the theater.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you could see people rolling their eyes, but you know, we just live now in that day and age where either people are gonna see that as, "Oh, that's funny," or that as, "Oh, it's just more of the liberal agenda coming out." But I don't know. I think you can laugh at it even if you don't agree. It's funny.
1: Um, what do you think? Should robots have equal rights? Oh God! This now is now we're actually going. Political. <laughs> this is actually going to be a thing uh, in. Maybe not near future, but you know, probably um, not more than 10, 20, 30 years. Like, artificial intelligence is going to be so good uh, at what it does. And they've even got like, have you seen Boston Dynamics robots? I have not. They've got a really sophisticated robot. They've, they've been, it's been jumping over uh, huge, ob- huge obstacles. Uh, running around uh you should you should look them up on on youtube i feel like
0: i feel like while people like uh oh who is it who runs was it elon musk elon musk there are people like elon musk who think that uh technology is just increasing you know at a was it a parabolic rate or whatever it's just always you know it's continuing at such a rate that it's going to be infinite at one point i think we're too stupid for that <laughs> i think we're just not smart enough to create something like that we're just too dumb and we're probably going to end up there they're are only going to be two uses for robots i believe eventually one is going to be war the other one's going to be some form of pleasure uh, the one that we're <laughs> yeah yeah that kind uh, either video games or the you know, the other kind. I don't yeah. think we'll ever be smart enough to be like we've created life and consciousness. No,
1: there's they're never gonna be conscious. But I think artificial intelligence currently at where it is is pretty advanced. And, yeah, I would agree. Um, it's was there a movie with Robin Williams
0: about that? I think it was based on a book by Isaac Asimov about like a robot seeking personhood or something like that.
1: But uh, mm. let's go back to the, the yeah, yeah, let's back to the movie. Yeah, yeah,
0: let's <laughs> go back to the movie. I'm done talking about this. Let crap. us let
1: us know what you think in the comments or at anchor.fm. Yeah. Yeah. Email uh, us <laughs> missingthejoke Uh Elon
0: uh email Elon
1: Musk too if you want to give him what you think. Give him some uh slam him or something for uh, criticizing uh, <laughs> journalists. Uh, a quick thing
0: that I was going to mention was uh, just the inception of chewy Carrying Lando, carrying L3. I just thought that was kind of funny.
1: But, uh. Well, L3 you- can't make it. Lando's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. Yo, know, I kept,
0: uh. I kept leaning over to Jasper during this entire movie and was like, does Han die? Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um do you know jasper I, I got a question for you and the viewers you know it depends on how much of a nerds they are they might they might not know I'm the biggest this
1: star wars nerd and
0: do you know well Conway. this isn't necessarily star wars i think this is uh oh uh, i'm gonna mess it up i think it's lovecraft but uh, do you know who cthulhu is nope it's just like this large tentacle monster that exists in space that's like kind of evil and it's like this, this is in the star wars sphere. universe no, this is uh, Lovecraft. It's just oh, a book series. I that thought he that was like a, a game or something. No, no, no. universe? No. Well, no, I don't think it's connected to Star Wars. No, but when they went into that cloud, there was that large tentacle monster that ended up getting pulled into the gravity well. All I could think about was that reminds me of Cthulhu, and we'll look it up later, and you'll probably say, "Oh yeah, that kind of looks like him." But he's always depicted. And it might be another one of the old ones or whatever, but tentacles and a large amount of eyes and that one teeth but did you see when it was being pulled into the gravity well how like all of the color was removed from it and it was just like bones did you see that Yeah, his like, his uh, flesh was burning yeah, up yeah like that was incredible i think the visuals in this movie were absolutely they outstanding were stunning. like blowing my mind how beautiful they are but anyway besides the cthulhu monster this was a western movie. I believe I think e- oh, yeah, even totally. Emma Emma leaned over and said that. This is like a western. I was thinking this is exactly how they wanted to make episode 4 as a western set in space. And I think they
1: did it the with the this. The only thing that, that number four was missing was a train heist, and they got that with this film. They so. got the train heist. They, I was going to mention that they, too. They used uh, Star Wars music. The only thing that would have made it feel more like a Western would be the music. Yeah. They needed more. I would agree. Um, what, Inicio or whatever from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly <laughs> trilogy.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> what's. What, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even the even the very end
1: when they have a shootout between Han you and can see, uh, you can see well oh, with name? the um no with the uh, what's it invest the uh that that alliance the rebel alliance yeah. Uh, yeah you can whenever they met up you can see there's that one shot yeah. of behind Han and he's about to finger his gun yeah and I was like oh that's a western
0: and there's the the line of them standing against yeah that no the, there that was. Really good Western imagery, I would say. And then you
1: have the color correction of the film. Uh, most of it was a lot of like really brown shadows and highlights, and, and like some of the skin tones were dead and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that just kind of accented this Western style. Uh, one thing I did notice about that part, though, was there a lot. Of, there was a lot of haze in a lot of the shots. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and a huge vignette in many of the shots. That uh, most of it was like this is kind of weird. You know what I'm actually proud about? I didn't see
0: a lot of lens flares. Not a whole lot of those.
1: And we we know that uh, J. J. Abrams was not any part In of any this way film. involved? <laughs>
0: yeah, Ron Howard. I saw
1: one shot that had a lens flare, and that was it. It wasn't I even didn't a know, I didn't It even wasn't even a J. J. Abrams lens flare. It was a very <laughs> very dirty
0: lens flare. Yeah, which is that's good i think keeping with you know the old style of filming perhaps that was the right choice in doing that but this yeah, was, were there any
1: lens flares in the original trilogy
0: no i mm-hmm. don't think so I don't think so either probably if there was it would have been during luke looking out and seeing everything uh you know what i'm talking about not the about. twin
1: moon scene would it? I that's iconic, like that and I remember any, that there's no lens flare on that.
0: Then that would be it. Yeah, I don't think there's any. Nice. I think that was the, the at the time when a lens flare was just looked at as being like cheap. Like that wasn't that was a sign of like not a good camera when you had a lens flare. But I don't know. Maybe that's. I true. think
1: you're right. Uh, What's next?
0: Another one is that the Crimson Dawn almost reminded me of the Empire in the way that it was the circle. With an even larger circle yeah, representing the symbol. The Death Star.
1: Let me look up the symbol for the Empire. It's, uh,
0: yeah, the, the well, the Empire one is that, you know, the bracketed one. But, uh, no, it, it just reminded me of the Death Star.
1: Yeah, it's like a... Yeah. There's like wings. No, not wings, yeah, but like tabs spreading yeah, out. O- outside of and it. And then you have the Rebel Alliance symbol, which is like flames or something. Yeah. So, what was the...
0: Woody Harrelson played tobias beckett the mentor of han solo and he plays a mentor in almost everything i noticed like uh did you watch hunger games uh not really he was katniss's mentor in that uh i think in that movie now you see me he was one of the older magicians who's kind of a mentor i think but i don't know he Woody Harrelson just has that really good "I'm a mentor" vibe. Uh, have you seen that movie, *Zombieland*? No, I'm not
1: familiar with this actor at all.
0: I mean, he—it's—he's uh, it's, almost typecast as that now. As the you know the grizzled guy whose kind of country, he's gonna teach you how to how to shoot and fight, yeah, shoot a gun. Yeah. Trust like, the right people and yeah, not exactly. trust the right people. But don't trust me, <laughs>
1: even though you trusted me. But don't do it. Yeah, like, I don't know. Trust me with this advice, that to never trust anyone.
0: <laughs> I think something uh, beyond that, as we're getting to the end of the movie, there was the crystal skull. I even pointed that out to you. But uh, we know that there's a carryover between Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And in the middle of, uh, oh, the bad guy. What's his name? Yeah, uh, I think he Dryden. Was, he was kind of forgettable to me. But I think that's how they wanted him to go because he ended up dying anyway. Yeah. But uh, no, there was a crystal skull in his uh, in his office with some Mandalorian armor. I did armor. not notice that. Yeah, there was a, there was a crystal skull, uh, but it was a human skull. And then there was the Mandalorian armor. I, he, he, killed, I even um, over. he killed
1: Aura, I think. And I don't really know much about the character, but I was listening to a podcast, Rebel Force Radio sponsor. Uh, not officially, but... No, they were we talking about... No. the uh, Lando mentioned something about Dryden killing Aura. And I think she. this is a character... I don't know if it's he or she. This is a character from The Clone Wars. Might be Mandalorian?
0: I don't know, but that would explain the... Mandalorian armor that you found because I even leaned over to you and was like is that Boba Fett's armor I don't know if, I thought you were talking about the uh, soldier in the back so I was like I don't think that's Boba Fett if the Boba no 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 that was the Mandalorian armor is what I was talking about but would that be interesting if they tied the the, the Boba Fett in quotation marks uh, movie in with this one and had that Mandalorian armor come into play just a thought just a theory don't take it as any uh, don't take it as any validity, but just me throwing that out there. I don't know. Thought it'd be cool.
1: I'm looking up Aura Singh on Wikipedia. I love mm. that pun. Ultimately, died at the hands of Tobias Beckett. Mm. Uh, so Beckett um, killed Aura. Who is Aura? Remind remind Ora. me. Aura is a character from uh, uh, Clone Wars, I think she was a near human bounty hunter operated prior to and during the clone wars she was present on tatooine um i think so she was since she was present at the pod race but i don't remember her um
0: well no we're not going to see we're not going to see a uh, that d- that just puts the theory to rest we're not going to see boba fett get his armor Unless we go way back, because Boba didn't get his armor from Jango? I want to say that. Is that right?
1: I don't know. I have, I have no, have no idea.
0: I have no idea, but, but that just feels right to me. And if it feels right, it is right, kids. That's the that's the <laughs> truth. Um, no, but I'd love to see that. If they do make a Boba Fett movie, which they should, I think it would be cool. He's that mysterious. I don't know, though. Well, he was one of those mysterious characters that I wasn't sure if they should get a backstory, but they already did episode two, where he kind of got the backstory anyway. So, didn't really matter. We so might as well for we it.
1: Middle ground now. Yeah, and
0: I think a middle ground would be perfect for two characters: Obi Wan and let's talk about Darth Maul. Oh my gosh, Darth, Darth Maul. Maul! That took me by absolute surprise. I was did like, not see <gasps> that coming. Huge gasp when the first time I saw it. I, at first well i leaned over to you jasper when i was talking i thought it was the emperor and i was like yeah they didn't get his voice at all that does not <laughs> sound like him i, I leaned over and Did i was like think? i was like not good that voice was, acting uh, so that was ray
1: parks who the original uh, wasn't it yeah he, it was not his voice it was the voice actor of the mall from the clone wars who voiced him so they even got his voice man that is crazy i really like that. Did not expect to see that at all i don't think we saw enough of him in this film oh no uh, no not but actually. i'm excited because this definitely sets up if not if uh here, here's my theory on this is that they have a i don't know if they have officially announced it i don't think so but they have in plans for a kenobi film yeah a fet a Obviously. boba fett film Obviously. And we, so we all know that this is going to happen yeah
0: I mean, and, it's it's not really speculation anymore. Right. Because how, how are they not going to milk these characters? Right.
1: Uh, and we know that the guys who played uh, Han, and I don't know about Donald Glover, but uh, the, the guy who played Han, he was signed up for three films. Yeah. So. oh, um, well, there you go. He's, I he mean, might. He, there's a possibility. I've seen this from, I saw this on Reddit, so this is where I'm getting my information from. So, so take that with a grain and, of salt, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he might show up in the boba fett film you think it would make sense if he showed up there i think if they wanted to establish maybe at least a cameo or or a very side uh like a very side character he's not gonna be a main character if they wanted to
0: if they wanted to uh i don't know maybe initiate some backstory between the two yeah so it'd be like Oh, now it all makes sense in episode five when it's like they're kind of weird together, but they didn't really have any, oh, I know you part. Like well, yeah. Han and I mean, Lando Boba do. Fett's
1: um, working really closely with um, Jabba the Hutt. And Which might tie into the next well, movie, as, I mean. Yeah. and there you go. Han as well is also uh, working uh, closely with Jabba the Hutt. Maybe not as closely as Boba Fett, but somewhat he's working with them. I think that's all. I mean and Gosh. so so many thoughts so many thoughts so many thoughts him. and another thing is the kenobi film he may and i don't this is a very long stretch but he may show up in the kenobi film because kenobi's on tatooine han ends up in tatooine for some reason
0: and all of the pieces so, fit together at tatooine
1: every everything happens at tatooine it's everything. on the outer
0: rim too it's not yeah. even a cool planet like Korra. Cor- what Cor- who Korra. Cor- Kant coruscant Cor- Cor- Cont- <laughs> Uh, like uh, I can't remember who said. Uh, I think it was. Have you seen that show Parks and Rec? Yes. There was a part where uh, I think it was later in the seasons. One of the characters Ben Wyatt. No, 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 uh, no. Is it was a uh, real Star Wars. I think nerd. it was uh, one of the was people from ben? Eagleton was uh, making a oh what do they call it a filibuster and they were they were giving what? how they thought the fourth episode should go <laughs> and they're tying in all the Disney assets. And, but he mispronu- the entire thing goes great until he mispronounces Coruscant to be like Coruscant or something like that. Wow. And I yeah. don't remember
1: that episode, but I do remember Ben Wyatt. I think it was uh, deleted ben Wyatt. scene because it was I, like oh, eight
0: minutes long. I'll send it to you. You guys should look it up. I don't remember what it is.
1: I'll put a link in the, the in notes. The du- show notes. Do. Yeah. Uh, but no, I remember but Ben Wyatt was talking about his, his theories for Star Wars 7. And this was right before it came out, so yeah, I was, I was like, this, like I had watched this show before Seven came out, uh, and then I'm watching the show now, and he just said it. I was like, after Seven came out, I was like, yeah, you were totally off. Yeah, way <laughs> everybody off. was way off.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, go so back to the, the next next topic. I mean, that's it for me for topics. That's, but the questions, you the the three things that I did have to say were a how did this compare and contrast to episode eight in terms of how did you like it
1: as a star Wars fan? I'm going yeah. to, th- there's three levels here as a star Wars fan. I think it's much better than eight. Yeah. I would, however, I would have to agree. Eight is, is, uh, setting us up. This, this is a very going to be a very controversial trilogy because it's going to set us up for, um, endless possibilities of the future trilogies, Um, Shoot me now. (laughs) uh, So
0: I'm better be better than what we just got because seven was okay. Eight was just not there for me. I don't know how nine's gonna go, but it better not be
1: four, five, or six. It's gonna be seven again. Oh man, it's (laughs) JJ Abrams. (laughs) It's uh, just working around big, big. Sorry, we're 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 tossing the ball to each other. That was that's as a Star Wars fan, as a filmmaker. I liked episode 8 for the the stunning visuals. I'm just going to say that the visuals I loved crate. As,
0: yeah, I think that's yeah.
1: <laughs> I loved crate. I love what they did with the force in 8. Um yeah. the force ghost thing, that was so cool. The uh yeah. Oh, and and the light speed uh thing uh Holdo jumped to light speed and just everybody was just blown away yeah. by that.
0: Oh, don't forget the uh the, the best part of the movie was the um planet that they go to with the big casino on yeah, it. Yeah, that was with a the waste the of time. dog the dog uh horses.
1: Yeah, that was always waste of, of, of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. And as but for as yeah. I think that's that like there's two different fronts. That's why the film critics liked episode eight, but the Star Wars fans didn't like it at all. Yeah.
0: I can um, see that. I so, do really you have to that.
1: really critique a a Star Wars film now by two different fronts, as a filmmaker yeah. and as um, as a Star Wars fan?
0: I 100% agree with you on the visuals part. I think, especially with that uh, light speed cut through the big ship, it and was the just sound stunning, design during those. how it just cut everything. Man, it was absolutely beautiful. I think even killing off uh, Snoke, that scene was stunning. I love that scene, I think. (laughs) But
1: anyway, I love that scene from not just the, the red wallpaper that they started out with at the beginning of the scene. And then it turns, you know, it's all burned up by the end. Um, but the choreography, I was listening to a commentary. I was watching the film with the Ryan Johnson commentary, which was um, a little bit awkward because it was just him. I wish they had some actors, but he was saying that, uh, like uh what's what's her name uh, Daisy Ridley and Adam driver practice yeah. that so much Ryan Johnson was able to get like, far shot like wide wider shots so you didn't have to cut in terrible choreography that's why a lot of films are so close up in their in their fight scenes but this was able to (laughs) you know you were able to get wider shots because they they did so well so much yeah and that's one of the reasons why i liked episode eight i think they're good i think the actors too the actors actors did good i don't like the characters but the actors are so good i
0: believe that uh i that's something that i agree with too um so let's let's continue with solo Comparing and contrasting with eight really quick. I think both had really great visuals. I'm going to give plot to solo though. Yeah. Um, with that one last thing that I wanted to talk about the score.
1: What did you think? Um, it does feel very, um, Star Wars, super, like super Star Wars. Now, I don't really know the uh, composer very well. I'm not familiar with him. Who I, is it? I don't even know. Okay, they don't get a shout out. So we're not we're not going really to mention memorable him enough,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or her if we don't know.
1: Uh, I Probably. really, th- I don't. I mean, if he's some uh, in some other movie that I watched and liked, then then he notable. But <laughs> yeah. I think it was uh,
0: very good at capturing. The
1: essence of Star Wars. I think
0: even using those themes...
1: He really did. He did very well in uh, imitating the style of John Williams. Unlike Michael Giacchino when he composed for Rogue One. He had four weeks to compose Rogue One. Wow. Uh, and I wow. love what he did with it. Um, he didn't use a whole lot of the style from John Williams, but... That's one of the reasons that I like Rogue One uh, is he used it. They used a different style. He, Michael Giacchino is more of an, an emotional uh, composer. John Williams does really good with action and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But Rogue One yeah. was more of an emotional uh, war film compared to the Star Wars, uh, like the saga and this standalone in solo So Michael Giacchino did a lot more of the his that emotional
0: swells kind of
1: his like one of the songs or one of the uh, pieces I can remember very clearly is a very uh, just a piano playing the basic four chords of the six minor yeah four one five Uh, like he does like emotional piano in a lot of the Pixar films. And, and this was like a scene that I remember is like, oh, this is so good. I think that
0: was probably my least favorite part of this movie, uh, of this movie score, was that part that I leaned over to you and said about the piano part. I was like, no, ah, this is really dumb. I said something else about it, but I, I, I won't say that here. No, I just thought it was really dumb because it was just a single piano playing with kind of like some swelling violin strings behind mm. it. And it was between solo and the the girl um oh what's her name i haven't seen it three times
1: what what is her, what is i don't her know name? what you're talking
0: about uh near the very end when she's like you gotta go you know go get chewy and he's like okay there's just that piano part and i was like yeah this just doesn't feel like is that like star really wars. cliche
1: i don't know it didn't really feel like good star the thing wars is, there's not music. a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of piano in the saga, I don't think. No. Like John Williams was really uh, heavy with the brass and the violins, and just a basic, um, can traditional orchestra. Orchestra, yeah. Um, but no, if you're you're trying to imitate the Star Wars style, then don't use the piano. But no. uh, Michael Giacchino intentionally left the John Williams style, Star Wars style did a new uh a new theme he used a motif 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 motif, motif. it's it's a, like a a melody of sorts yeah yeah like a small melody uh that represents the right. plans to the death star uh, oh, and wow. i was listening to a podcast on this uh two years ago when rogue one came out uh Rebel Force Radio, actually, they did this thing called Oxygen when they tore apart the music. There's this, like, four-note melody that plays that represents the plans to the Death Star, and it gets passed down between different characters, you know, from Galen or so to Jin yeah. to, like, the rebels who were passing it on to Leia, stuff like that. And then you can hear it in the... First, in, in, I mean, in episode four of Star Wars, that's where it originally started, and you can hear it there. Uh, so I think that was very strong uh, and a very wise choice for Michael Giacchino, and that just makes me respect the music a lot more.
0: Is there anything else you got to say about the score? I'm done with the score. So with that, I had a lot to say. Jasper, what, did, what were your notes over
1: this? All right, so there were a lot of technicalities that I thought were... Um, interesting. And by little, what do you mean by little, technicalities um, there? Um, little details, um, story wise, and actually like cinematography um, things. Uh, what would you call them? I don't know. Um, I think technical yeah. aspects of a film uh, that if you're not like a filmmaker, then you probably wouldn't have noticed this. Yeah. Um, there were some weird points of cinematography that I noticed. And it was mostly lighting and color correction. Um, I was reading. I heard
0: you mention that color correction. I did. Yeah, I
1: didn't mention this a little bit, and and so I've got two like opposite viewpoints. Either the color correction is really good, or it was done terribly. Um. Was it was it done kind of extreme? Was it done intentionally to cover up the fact that they screwed up the lighting when they were producing it does it have anything to do with the fact that uh uh, the original directors uh were i think they were fired and they got uh ron what's his name ron howard yeah they got ron howard to complete the film did it have anything to do with that um i think there are just different shots that i notice they look very
0: odd I would agree I think there were some some parts of it that were very vibrant and then some colors were kind of washed out
1: yeah everything a lot of it was washed out and dull uh like I s- said earlier the skin tones in a lot of the scenes the skin tones were dead like in the yeah. uh in uh, the ship the red crimson cr- crimson ship that was like there were dead skin tones yeah uh in the uh oh in the beginning with uh especially when
0: the villain died there's a lot of dead skin <laughs> oh yeah well in the
1: uh,
0: are you talking in about the, the beginning, beginning in the, the uh, ship or uh on that one planet lady proximum okay yeah. in that
1: in that room everything was blue yeah and that was i think that I was intentional to that. trying to because uh, like that's open. how it looks in that area it was supposed yeah. to be blue because of like a planet
0: of, effect like, or something
1: no it was a it was a room effect because she couldn't uh, survive in the sunlight because you could see her skin so was they, yeah. burning up or something whenever he threw the rock into the window yeah that's me uh, whenever i, I uh <laughs> in my room for too long yep uh so i felt intentional but whenever i've you know watched it for the second time i was like that shouldn't be so blue like, the sh- not only the shadows were blue, but, like, a lot of films like to do a blue shadows and, like, teal highlights, or not uh, not teal, uh, orange, orangeish highlights, uh, for a kind of cinematic look, but this was blue shadows and blue highlights, um, but then again, it's, like, it's probably just, they used blue lighting for this, um, to... To, to kind of effect, or something. yeah, show the atmosphere of the room. I don't really know why they chose to do it like that.
0: I was gonna say that one scene, and this is just going back to one of my thoughts. That one scene reminded me of an episode of Batman: The Brave and the Bold really? when they go down into the. I don't even. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was a different Batman comic. They go down to the sewer and the sewer's ruled by this person who has so many children that he's abducted from the above world, but they're his kids, but they're like slave-labor sort of stuff. I was like, man, that's kind of cool. I don't know if that's a Disney asset now or not, but I don't know. I was thinking, man, that sounds really familiar. But uh, no, I think what you were saying about it being blue, I even felt that when they were on the one, oh, what is it? Uh, The one, Kessel, when they were on Kessel, was it like kind of a brown green color that was mm-hmm. everywhere?
1: Yeah, I didn't really notice it then because I I wasn't paying attention to that. Uh, it, I don't think it was as strong, but the one the parts where I did notice it were in the red crimson ship and in that in that His room yacht. with Lady Pro- His, Proxima. Yeah, because there was a brown color, brown shadows and highlights in the red crimson ship, uh, and in on the sh- on the uh, planet where they're uh refining that
0: the last yeah yeah that last planet where they were talking about
1: um it was not it wasn't brown but it was like a very light tan and another thing with that planet was they used harsh lighting i mean it was definitely the um the atmosphere of the planet it was a desert planet But it felt, it didn't feel like a Tatooine kind of desert planet for some reason. I think it was because it was all kind of washed out. And um, the contrast should have been more, should have been darker. Do you think that's where the kind of
0: 60s, 70s western movie vibe might be coming from? Is that really washed out color like they had back then? Kind of on that really harsh lighting of a planet?
1: Yeah, I feel like that it might have something to do with that. Um, with a lot of the dialogue that takes place between two characters on that planet, they intentionally um, put this, like, whoever's the subject of the shot, intentionally put his head in the shadows, and probably they reflected it with, a, like, a, like, a, what do you call it, a fill uh, screen, a fill screen or something yeah. like that. Um, just so his face wouldn't be blown out um, and I noticed a goof on this uh, what's his name uh, Beckett's face whenever on some of the on, on that scene when he's talking to Han about the plan he whenever you're looking at Han Beckett's face is covered with sun and when you look back at Beckett his, he's in the shadow mm. so I, I sorry, noticed man. that yeah. p- little goof there uh, but no the lighting was um was too washed out and i don't think there was enough contrast there and that i do agree that it might have something they tried to do something with that in color correction to make it feel like a western there yeah ron howard did a good job i would say but
0: you know Maybe he could have done a better job if they brought him in first and not some yeah. randos to come in and oh, do a Chris, Star Wars movie. Uh,
1: Chris uh, Lord or Lord Miller, I, they did some. They've done some pretty good movies, but uh, I guess they didn't like what they were doing with Solo. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't
0: do a good enough job because they got booted.
1: Anyway, uh, what did next? you think? What did you think about the the origin of the name Solo? It was just given to him randomly Ooh. by a imperial officer. It loses its significance, yeah, doesn't it? I was gonna it?
0: say that. Uh, it's kind of a. I would say, I know they wanted to just give everything a backstory, but I felt it was kind of cheap. Not everything needs a backstory. That's what I was. That's just what I've been thinking. it's like they wanted to give everything a backstory, like Han meeting Chewie, Han's gun. Han's last name, Solo. It's like, what a part of... We didn't even see Han get his normal white shirt, blue jeans, and black jacket clothes. Like I mean, if that's you were to complete the origin. circle,
1: might have given that an origin. And, uh, they just, uh,
0: they, oh, speaking of that, did you notice how Lando in the sixth episode of Star Wars, when they're going to the uh, blow up the Death Star, Lando is wearing Han's clothes?
1: Was he? Yeah. Yeah. That's just for anybody. Did you notice that mask that Beckett was wearing going into the uh, castle, um, to infiltrate that thing, that mm-hmm. whole headquarters? Did you notice that mask? It was the same one that was used in episode six. No, no, I didn't. What it? W- well, I'll have to look it up later. Oh, I yeah, you're gonna it. Look that up now. Um, okay, so the other thing, did you did you see the opening titles? like it says, it is yes. a lawless time. Yeah. Like it's not the crawler, but it's similar to a crawler because it has a lot of words at the beginning of the film. Is that the first that time to read?
0: Is that the first time they've used that blue font to say something besides "In a galaxy far, yeah. far away"? This is the first time.
1: Wow. Uh, wow. I'm gonna get used to to reading that kind of stuff because it's probably gonna happen up. It's gonna mm. show up in more films, uh, standalone films.
0: Yeah. I would say so too. I think it was a good choice instead of a crawler.
1: Well, yeah, definitely there wasn't going to be a crawler. No, yeah. Uh, I mean at
0: all because it's one of the There's the there's always
1: two um like pr- primary ways to tell a story that are deemed very lazy, and that's using, you know, words at the beginning of a film like that. Yeah. Or using a narrator.
0: What do they what do they call that? It's uh giving Oh, I can't.
1: remember. Because there's other ways that you can incorporate information into a story by using a narrator or t- titles in a film. Uh, those were just, I guess, the most convenient ways to use it.
0: I think uh, I don't. Well, for me, I don't really like it when there's a conversation going on and a character is giving the story uh, by going, "Oh, it's nice to see you after the last time that we met at this one planet doing this one thing." Normal people don't talk like that, but apparently that's a way to give uh, a storyline nowadays in modern scripts. Yeah. But anyway, did you have anything to say about Um, just the title crawl? Yeah, what did you think about the opening? I think if they weren't going to use a title crawl, like I said, I think that was a good way to go about it. I I didn't really like like how, I mean, it was okay. I didn't really like how Rogue One just jumped into the action without setting anything up at all. 'Cause I feel like if you were just going into this blind without reading anything that you would have been lost, but let's be honest, nobody did that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knew what they were getting
1: into. What else? Um Lady Proximum's voice. I just I can just hear an old lady voice overing this it Yeah. does not sound like a crime lord at all.
0: Yeah, I need a job. What's of the- that
1: supposed to mean? <laughs>
0: Hey, don't knock old ladies man. They'll knock you out. yeah definitely doesn't sound like job of the Hutt. <laughs> what about uh, what about Han
1: speaking Wookiee for the first time ever? You <laughs> mentioned that mention was, that. That, that, was, was, that was that was awkward and it was like you don't need to do that anymore yeah,
0: yeah. I, I didn't like it at first but i went with it he was, was like, like you are okay. terrible
1: at it but that's just the character quality yeah i think that was a don't good, wonder why you don't hear him it's uh, you using it in the prequels yeah i mean in the original trilogy
0: man that i i think that was that was a good something to throw in funny because I, I here's one thing that I was thinking while I was watching it. Han represents the audience a lot of the times.
1: Oh, in this film is you definitely see uh, Kira from Han's point of view. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like at points. He'll be like,
0: what does all of this mean? Like, what are you saying? Or uh, I don't know what any of this is, you know. But I, I think he was just the audience actually voicing what the audience would normally say. Almost like Jim Gaffigan when he uses that other voice. Yeah, But uh, the high-pitched. Anyway, yeah, that that was just, yeah, that was a good point. That Rio
1: character, um, the four-armed creature, yeah. uh, that dies at the beginning <laughs> of the film. You, you thought he was going to be in episode six?
0: I, I got him confused with the one character that lando rides with in the millennium falcon to go blow up the death star i leaned over to jasper and was like oh do you think that's the guy who is in episode six and jasper kind of gave me this
1: no i don't think so yeah you're
0: like "Mm, i i don't know maybe not i was like (laughs) oh maybe not then who knows jasper's just probably wondering too and wrong he dies (laughs) i leaned over to jasper i was like hmm that's why you're like yeah i didn't want to give it away but i was like yeah i don't think
1: so (laughs) Uh, no, I liked his character. Uh, of course, the whole crew of that crew died, uh, except for Han and Chewie. But I yeah, did like his character, and he uh, he didn't get as much screen time as he really should have gotten. They infiltrated that group and killed everybody. They did. They were
0: <laughs> and, oh, one thing. I, I think Han wasted all of that stuff. 'Cause he basically just meant uh, made the lives lost of that what was it Ryu was the, the Rio. name of the character? Rio and the the Beckett's wife just made their deaths meaningless. It did, yeah.
1: That. They were completely useless. Like especially like whenever they lost the uh, the materials that they were yeah. stealing. Honestly like, Yeah, that was a lost cause that you just died for. Yeah,
0: I would have thought either I'm dead. If I don't get this back, or I'm dead, if they this doesn't succeed, like I would have right. just kept going with it, you know. But anyway, just something. I guess that's just Han developing his character. I guess. Well, yeah. What else? What else?
1: So, what's the difference between Sabak and Poker? Because it uh, I don't Sabacc know what the is <laughs> in poker. I mean, yeah, the the in sabak <laughs> the the cards are obviously different, but apart from having different sets of cards, there's really it seems like there's no difference. Yeah,
0: probably not. And I think that also lends to the western movie that yeah. oh, it's that poker game that you know, he's got to win and then oh, he loses. Because the other guy was cheating. Yeah. You know, I, I I agree with you there. There's not a whole lot of difference between poker and
1: what was it called? Sabak. 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 Yeah. Sabak. <laughs> Sabak. <laughs> han. It's no, han. did you know? you notice that uh uh Billy D. Williams uses or said han in episode five. Yeah. Uh, I I think uh, I but everybody else that. uses yeah. Han, so the uh both pronunciations are canon yeah um, so uh, i really appreciate the fact that donald glover used hand instead of han did uh did leah get ever get canonized <laughs> you remember how in episode four there's that one older
0: guy who says leah go back and watch it he says <laughs> princess leah and uh, i think they even used that in blue harvest too <laughs> princess leah yeah go yeah. back and look it up I'm not sure if it's been canonized i though. hope it's I hope it's not canon that's, <laughs> that's a I stupid know I pronunciation.
1: yeah um I did one one thing i I was like it's it had only been three years since between like when they were separated and whenever they joined two together again, Kira and Han that seems like a very short amount of time. don't you agree? it's like three years is. Goes by very quickly, especially when you're that old. Like I, I, I probably shouldn't know, but I just remember the last three years of my life. They've gone by so quickly. Like I would say, seems like Force Awakens just came out, but that was, that wasn't three years ago. That was two and a half years ago. I don't, I don't want to do math right now. It's two in the morning.
0: (laughs) Maybe we'll get a prequel to the Han movie. That tells about his time in the Imperial Navy and then being dropped down as like a mud infantryman. I think trooper. we don't need that. No, we don't at all. We don't need anything. <laughs> I'm just
1: saying that I think maybe uh, five years seems too short, too. Maybe 10 years, but then again, that wouldn't fit very then, well in the yeah, timeline. I think
0: uh, three years was that odd time because they needed some time to be between him and Kira. Was it Kira? Kira. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of the weird part, and they didn't really, they didn't really explain how she was just owned like a slave, and she couldn't leave ever. It's like if I saw a potential way out, even if there were going to be people chasing me for my life. I would leave. It's definitely, them.
1: it's definitely setting up for a uh, for oh, of course, of follow course. up films. Um, but yeah, I just think that it's like, how did Kira get off of Corellia and then become a follower of Maul? Or slave to Maul or I've something done too like many that.
0: Things. I've done too many things. You wouldn't kiss me like that if you knew all the things that I did. Uh, no,
1: you're wrong. I think nah, if you nah, would nah. tell us, then maybe. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't Why think. Why can you could, tell us? <laughs> I don't
1: think he honestly gives a crap. <laughs> no. Um. Let's see. I noticed the Millennium Falcon looks kind of flat whenever you saw exterior shots of it flying around. Don't yeah. you think that? Uh, like it felt like it was more uh, taller. Than, yeah in the original trilogy and in and also in the force awakens and the last jedi like it, it feels like i wonder if like han added modifications after getting it. i would say so uh, but it seems like a structural thing not an accessory thing uh,
0: it, are you saying that it seems more sleek in
1: this one as opposed to the other ones uh no yeah. like structurally shape wise it looks more like a disc Flat, like a disc yeah. than i a would cylinder. say so too
0: i think that's probably lando too because, um, yeah, that just makes more sense that Han would have put everything that he could find, you know, the good stuff, the bad stuff. Yeah,
1: the angle, like the angle of the, the, the plates on the top of the ship, they were more angled yeah. in the original Falcon that we know and love yeah. uh, than this. They were flatter i just uh noticed that i like the fact that they put an escape pod there and then han was like yeah we don't care about that <laughs> yeah.
0: now uh did you also see that they tore off the radio uh the dish the radi- so the dish?
1: rectangular di- uh, dish that we see in the force awakens uh is not the second dish it's no, the, third, the dish. third dish probably more than that yeah oh yeah totally han and chewy totally um no, I think uh, that's everything I got. Just uh, the there was a lot of haze in a lot of the scenes that I kind of didn't like, but I guess that's just the theme of the Western.
0: Yeah. If anything, I would give this movie 8.5 out of 10. Good Western. Just I wish there was more backstory set up. That's the one thing, but I guess they're making that the sequels. They're going to milk
1: this cow till it is dead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh they've they've already done it so far but i feel like um they can get back up uh, i'm hopeful that they can get back up yeah they've been able to do it with marvel like they've done a huge franchise with marvel in 10 years and people are still seeing every movie and with star wars they feel like it feels like they've killed it with four movies like uh I was reading that solo didn't even be, like make a profit on this. They only made eighty three million. Wow. And their budget was two fifty to three hundred million. Wow. Uh so as like this was a very like unsuccessful film for them as far as profits go.
0: And I think that was probably from early on. People were just not trusting because I think that was just piggybacking. It was negative off of, bias.
1: Yeah, I think with the um, the major flop of episode eight, and with uh, with the drama that you hear heard about with the directors. Yeah, um, and people giving negative reviews for no reason, uh, combined, people just didn't want to see it opening weekend. I would say even
0: the drama that you would see on the internet going on between kind of the coordinator of the Disney films, the lady Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh people getting angry at her for you know, quote unquote ruining Star Wars. Yeah, I think that you, probably wow. I think that probably took a lot out of it too. But, you know, for, for right now I'd say that was undeserved for solo. But mm-hmm. uh deserved for episode eight. Um I think that's really similar to what happened with uh Not only the Star Trek old movies, but um, what was it? *Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe*. First one was great. Second one was like flop. Third
1: one was good, but it didn't get any credit for. No, third one was terrible.
0: I don't remember. Somebody told me it was great. I'm just going off what they said.
1: I didn't. I didn't like it. But again, that was a different. That's a different franchise in two different movie studios made made it. So Disney made the first two, and then Fox took over the second one. But now oh, wow. Disney owns
0: Fox, so. Spider-Man <laughs> is going to show up in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> and in a Narnia film. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I uh watched Lego Batman the movie today, and while there were some really random errors in uh recording that you could hear really just people's you could hear the uh reverb of the studio room in the <laughs> in the character voices uh especially in zach galifianakis the the joker when he uh would shout you would hear the mic overdriving <laughs> uh which if you go back and listen to it you could you would hear it too i, I didn't even
1: would. notice that i saw it like Maybe once or twice in theaters, and I haven't seen it since.
0: Yeah, no, that's just something that I saw. But yeah, no, uh, that, I just saw it once actually. That's a that's another topic for another time. It was a good movie. Can't wait
1: for the second Lego movie. But the second Lego movie was announced the, recently, and I am pretty excited can't wait. for that. Can't wait. I guess that wraps up our discussion on episode. I mean, not episode uh, Star Wars: A Solo Story, a Solo, a Star Wars story. Can't wait for a so duo duo a solo duo sorry no one of those you messed that up trio just as much as it deuce uh, if you are listening and you haven't seen it for some reason stop watching now. i would definitely <laughs> go see it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, even though everything has been spoiled for you. Pause here, come back <laughs> when you've seen it. Come back and even then listen to the r- then the last minute of the yeah. podcast. The last how many hours? 1 hour? 2 hours? One no, hour. how many how much is remaining? Is a good question. I have no idea. I want to try to get weekly episodes out, but our schedules are not going to no. allow that, especially summertime. Yeah. Oh, well it's going to be worse in the yeah. school. Yeah. But. I think trying to get at least two episodes out per month is, is a good goal. It's a good goal. Yeah. Um, So, and if, if I can get them out on like the different distribution sites, that'll be great. I had a huge trouble with uh, anchor trying to get, get it out on all the different platforms. Uh, because whenever I first tried to get it released, they said something went wrong, and it was the fact that I didn't release an episode. So I was like, "All right, I'll publish mm-hmm. this." It did take like whenever you told me in the last episode, my dead. Are you think it would take me a week to finish it? It did take me a week. I got it done within the weekend, um, but it took me a week and a half to get it out on uh, you know, on. Apple Podcasts, on, I don't even know if it's on Google Podcasts right now, and it's not on Spotify, I looked it up a couple hours ago, uh, so that's been kind of a hassle trying to get it distributed. Podcasts is a weird thing, It's for some reason it's more complex than uh, being an independent music distributor. True, true.
0: <laughs> but hey, we're here now. We're,
1: right? we're on Apple Podcasts, and that's really all that matters, and we'll be on YouTube soon. We're starting a Patreon, guys, if you want to support us
0: there. Uh, Um, More
1: content on Patreon.
0: Sponsored by Squarespace and Audible. Get your free book and website There's a coupon
1: code if you listen to literally any other podcast, then you'll find a coupon code. Yes, please go to one of them.
0: But come back here for next week's
1: episode about... Of Missing the Joke. Race and politics and and religion. All of those very mm, delicious topics topics mm, i'm glad you said delicious delicious uh, well well this has been missing the joke should we end on a joke yes that, that everybody's gonna miss got one what has no
0: legs and is in a star wars film han solo you've been missing the i joke. mean <laughs> you've missed i the said joke. Han solo,
1: i meant to say mall
0: darth mall and you missed the joke thanks for listening everybody tune
1: in next time to miss another joke joke
0: again.